This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 30th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. The U.S. House has passed a parent's bill of rights. One problem, it's unconstitutional. Cato's Neil McCluskey details why Congress decided to jump into what ought to be considered state and local fights over education transparency. Why has Congress waded into this issue of so-called parents' bill of rights? And I have to, as an aside, I have to say, we've got a bill of rights. We should probably enforce that one before we start granting other ones. Uh, Why is Congress getting involved with trying to give parents specific powers with respect to schooling? Why Congress does things is always a bit of a tricky question in that lots of different members of Congress, I'm sure, have different motivations. What we can say is um, we had a Parents' Bill of Rights actually introduced last session of Congress, well, 2021. Uh, This coincided at least, with the election of Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Um, Many people believe that Glenn Youngkin won his election, which was a bit, he was a bit of a dark horse, um, because his opponent essentially said that parents shouldn't be making decisions about what happens in schools. And that seemed to be a turning point in the election, and that um, Glenn Youngkin became Governor Youngkin because he was supportive of empowering parents in some way in education, and certainly was not a fan of dismissing them as, hey, you people send your kids to these schools, but you shouldn't have a say in what happens. Um, And so the Parents' Bill of Rights comes up then, probably because there are people in Congress, especially Republicans, who say, look, this is something that is trending well for Republicans. It doesn't look good if Democrats are saying, well, parents shouldn't have a say, parents shouldn't have rights, and we think they should. Um, But that's consistent to a large extent with supporting things like school choice, the idea that we need to empower parents to make decisions. So it could also be for many people just a matter of principle. Now, Importantly, the Parents' Bill of Rights isn't about specifically school choice. It doesn't create a school choice program. What it says is that basically parents are entitled to a lot of information and it would tell schools that they have to publish this sort of information. You have to make available what schools are in your library. Uh, It has a, I think, especially prescriptive requirement that teachers have at least two parent-teacher conferences every year with parents. But the idea is to give parents more information and enable them to be more involved and sort of require that school districts pay attention to them. And that was consistent with Yunkin winning and because there was a lot of frustration during COVID in particular from parents kind of probably across the ideological spectrum that they couldn't get the basic sort of in-person education they wanted and they felt like they were being dismissed. And so that's brought us where we are now. Before we get to uh, the details of what the House uh, addressed with their parents' bill of rights, it seems blatantly unconstitutional. Well, so almost anything the federal government does in education is unconstitutional outside of enforcing um, civil rights. In other words, making sure that states and districts don't discriminate uh, in their provision of education. This is more along the lines of the No Child Left Behind Act, only it's not about um, standards and testing. So No Child Left Behind, the federal government said, you know, we're tired of schools not producing uh, enough, high enough test scores. So we're going to set up a whole apparatus where the federal government holds schools and school districts responsible for kids' performance. 
uh, based on their test scores. So they set up adequate yearly progress. They set up a requirement that states have state uniform state standards and state tests. That fell by the wayside in 2015 because people got tired of that sort of federal micromanaging. And this has the feel of federal micromanaging only about information um, uh, rather than test scores saying, okay, we feel like school districts and schools don't give parents enough information. And so we, the federal government, will set up a bunch of mandates for things that you have to report. Um, And so if you thought No Child Left Behind was unconstitutional overreach, this is also clearly unconstitutional overreach. This is the federal government now telling or potentially telling every school district, public school district, and potentially every public school, hey, you have to put out all these different reports and you have to um, have these uh, parent-teacher conferences and we, the federal government, will monitor your compliance with it. So the federal government has only the um, authority that's given to it in the Constitution, the specific enumerated powers. Education is not among them. That means there's no constitutional authority to do this. And it takes the form of micromanagement that a lot of people, including a lot of Republicans, rejected that we saw under No Child Left Behind. All right. So uh, what's in this thing? What are what are what are members of Congress concerned about? Because, you know, before we started recording, I, I mentioned suggested that there's a lot of anti-woke nonsense that a lot of Republicans are pushing at the state level. And uh, that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case here. Yeah. So we have to have the text and the subtext. So the text of what's required is, again, mainly what I've been talking about. It's a lot of requirements for reporting. Um, Some of it is saying, okay, you have to report what your school budget is and your district budget. A lot of districts, by the way, already do this. But what you end up seeing is something like a two-page spread in your local newspaper that says where they've allocated money. It doesn't tell you anything about how it was actually spent. It's really hard, actually, to understand a school budget. So mainly what we'd see is a mandate that you publish a school budget. People will be giving a, given a whole bunch of numbers that they don't know whether they're accurate. They don't follow them. And so it would be more performative probably than useful. But that's one of the kinds of things they they require. They say you should have all the books in your school library searchable by anybody in the community um, or at least parents. So maybe you put a password on so only parents can see it. It's not unreasonable, but there's no reason it should be the federal government mandating that you be able to see these books. There's some other sorts of requirements like that. There are some very reasonable requirements about, uh, look, the school shouldn't be able to subject your child to a medical examination without your permission. Again, reasonable. Doesn't have to be something the federal government does. Shouldn't be something the federal government does. Um, So there's a lot of compliance kind of stuff. So that's the text. The subtext is, well, is this the federal government or people in the federal government, in particular Republicans, attempting um, to force school districts to do things so that it makes it easier for people who would want to say, hey, you have books in the library that you want to remove or that we want you to remove, rather, because we don't think they're appropriate for kids. Is it giving people who might want to stop quote-unquote woke things, um, more tools in order to do that. And it does, I should have mentioned also, it requires that you publish a syllabus for every class that somebody's going to take so that you can see what at least 
is on the the schedule to be taught at the beginning of the year. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to know what the teacher actually does, but you'll know what the plans are. And so a lot of people are saying that, well, this Parents' Bill of Rights is really just a way to enable conservative people to stop things in public schools that they don't like. And it's entirely possible that that is the motivation of some or many or even all of the Republicans in Congress who voted for it. Certainly, it could be used to expose things in public schools that conservatives don't like. For what it's worth, it could expose things in public schools that liberals don't like also, or that conservatives might like and progressives don't like. But that's not the current situation. Most of what we're seeing in public schools is conservatives um, objecting to things that are taught in the schools or that are in school libraries. Once again, unconstitutional, uh, being pushed largely by Republicans here, uh, but these do sort of uh, mirror efforts in states to some extent. Yeah. So we've seen sort of parents' bill of rights and, and transparency bills in states. States do have constitutional authority to make these sorts of decisions. The federal constitution, the national constitution has nothing about education, which means it's up to the states and the people to decide how they want education to be handled. And every state constitution has something about public schools and running a public school system. So states have sort of taken on that role. And it's also, again, worth noting that transparency is not necessarily a bad thing. You certainly don't want public schools to say, hey, parents, you don't get to see anything we're doing. And hey, public, you don't get to see anything you're doing. we're doing. It's all going to be behind closed doors. And that has been the feeling a lot of people had that reached ahead in COVID, which is that they felt like they were being dismissed by their school board and their school district anytime they had very serious concerns. They could go, they could speak for three minutes unless somebody cut off their mic or, or there were other problems, but usually you got your three minutes and you would get some nods from the school board members and someone would say, thank you for your, for your thoughts. And then you feel like, well, now is anything going to happen? How do I know? So the transparency thing isn't fundamentally bad, even if you think that people will use it for um, ends you don't like, saying that, you know, we should remove these 10 books from the school library now that I know that they're in there. It does seem like parents and the public should have a right to know what is in the schools that they all have to pay for. And we should also remember that, you know, we may not agree with what people want in the schools or not in the schools. But when we force diverse people with diverse values to pay for one system of schools, they all kind of have an equal right to say these schools should be what I want for my kid, even if it's different from what you want. So this transparency is is probably there are many good arguments for it. And when you put it in a system that fundamentally makes people battle out who the schools will best serve, the what you may see, what people may see as misuse is inevitable because not because transparency is bad, but because we force diverse people into political conflict to control the schools they all have to pay for. But this isn't going anywhere beyond this, is it? I mean, it, it might come back, but I can't imagine that Joe Biden would be super jazzed about signing something like this into law. Yeah. The expectation is that this it's passed, been passed in the House. Uh, it probably will not be taken up in the Senate, even if it were to be taken up in the Senate when passed. And even if it were to pass the Senate, I've seen no indication that Joe Biden is signing the Parents' Bill of Rights. Um, I think it just, the main thing it does is continue to um, 
set markers and the Republican Party, or at least members of the Republican Party, are saying, we stand for parental rights and we stand for making the public schools, which we tend to think aren't that great and may be used by our philosophical opponents. We stand for making them share things with parents and respond to parents' demands. And in theory, that's all parents, though, of course, we know that there's an alignment on what some parents want. Uh, out of schools that is different from what other parents want. And Republicans tend to be aligned with the anti-quote-unquote woke parents. The Democrats tend to be aligned with the quote-unquote woke parents. We have lots of debates about woke, what woke even means. Um, but it's reasonable to say, well, if Republicans are trying to do this, there may be reason to think it's really to remove the quote-unquote woke stuff from the public schools. Neil McCluskey directs the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.